and the trunk looks a lot like one thing. It does look a lot like one thing, and it sends all that love and energy to just you know yes. the, the brand From new the- fertile area. And the the there was less roses than the, you know I had I had new roses and old roses and buds and you know, leaves and just they were bushy but not that effective. Best, now yeah. they were just stunning. They were the best roses, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm telling you, <laughs> I can't believe James Ramco. Uh, Cares that much about roses, mate. But I'm stoked that you do, mate. I'm, I'm. There's something about things that you grow yourself that you take yeah, pride in, and, and that's what we're doing with businesses now. Salesmarketingprofit.com. Real world case studies, no theory, just real results. You're listening to SMP with James Ramco and Talky Moore. G'day, Rockstar. Welcome to Sales Marketing Profit. Taki Moore here with my friend, co-host, and uh, all-around good guy, James Ramco. James, how you doing? Doing well. I thought you might be about to say in surfing partner, and I was going to query that, the frequency of your Yeah, well, dude. Yeah, <laughs> frankly, mate, that would be what's called a lie, and uh, <laughs> I don't think I want to be on, on record as lying about my surfing oh, prowess right now. No, that's good. So here we are. We're we're both in Australia. We're laying down some tracks, some um, wicked knowledge bombs. We've been very grateful for the feedback we've had on our previous episodes and our very small but enthusiastic fan base have been demanding more podcasts. So here we are. I had uh, a coffee with Greg Merrilies yesterday, you know, web designer. He was, I think it was our guy from episode two maybe. Yeah, he's, on, he's a yeah. way back. I think it was episode, yeah, episode two, something like that. Anyway, so I was in Melbourne and said, hey, man, we want to catch up? And we did. And he's like, so when are you going to record again? And I said, don't worry, man, we're, we've, we've got it dialed in. We're, we're recording tomorrow, so you'll get your fix. Don't worry. We're back. Oh, I've, I've been getting plenty of that. What happened to Taki? <laughs> well, he just went AWOL. He took <laughs> his family they don't the say, They don't say what happened to me. It's like, what happened to Taki? <laughs> yeah, because they know that uh, the hard thing with co-hosted podcasts is you've got to have the schedules line up. And it does take a little bit of energy to to plan and think about what you're going to talk about unless you want to just dribble rubbish, yep, which we don't. We totally don't. We do plan and think about it. So there you go. Love what it. have we got today? Another great case study. Marcus Bird, a client of mine, met him about a year and a little bit ago. And when he came to me, he had lots going on, lots of different lots of different kind of businesses, really, lots of different markets, lots of different messages, lots of different ways of delivering his stuff. He was doing some stuff for health practitioners, some stuff for coaches, and some stuff for, you know, for, you know, for smart people, some stuff for corporates, some some stuff for, you know, just lots going on, lots of different kind of balls in the air, because you know he was he thought it might be easy to get you know six or seven things up to you know, ten thousand dollars a month, and to kind of make one thing do it, you know, one thing really successful. So that was the model, and he found himself kind of stressed out, you know, been doing it for three years, burnt out, not enough traction, and just exhausted, frankly. You know, it's like I've been doing this for ages. I'm not making the money I should be. I'm stressed and I'm kind of, you know, split, stretched too thin. It's kind of like a rule of, of our attention, isn't it? Whether it's managing people or processes that we have this, is it, is it, I can't remember if it's five, six or seven plus or minus two. Yeah, actually it could be seven plus or minus two. Five plus or minus two? I can't remember, but well, I, always, I, I always like to think six is about the limit and it's very common uh, when I take on a new student that they have too many things on their plate. And at best, if you were just to, to slice up the pie of their attention, they're only de- dedicating a very small amount of their capacity towards that. So they're only going to get usually a pretty small return. 
I'm, I, I went through that. I, was, I stripped down my business models from like 10 or 11 profit centers to I think there's four now, four main profit centers, which could be kind of split into three if you were to lump things together. And, and I think also just from, from observing different students that some people have a way better ability to handle multiple projects than others who should only ever be handling one. Yeah, so there are some people who definitely have mental bandwidth and enough kind of positive ADD to be able to pull six or seven things off. And frankly, if they didn't have six or seven things on the go, they'd be yeah, bored. Yeah, they'd be bored. Bored. And so if that's you, then you know, kudos and well done. But I think uh, it's rare. I will say that of all the people I coach… Yeah, most of the people who have six or seven things going on are doing it by default rather than design and shouldn't. I really only have one guy doing that many projects and I've been successful in getting him down to four. Yep. And on the last call, I convinced him to focus on three. And I yep. feel that's like a huge victory for, right. for me. But And he's about to experience. And, and I actually showed him how if he did one change to one of his models, it would make all the other models redundant. And th- this is like really reinforcing the the, the power of focus and uh, single tasking, which is anywhere you look is a winner, except for Peter Diamondis. He thinks if you have more projects, you've got more chances of success. Yeah. And so that's the, you know, that's the argument for the let's do lots of different things. It's that you know, half of them will fail, some of them will work, and you'll be left with good ones. So once you find the good ones, that's probably the time to, to sort of streamline a bit. Exactly. The moment you crack it, then I reckon it's time to whittle down and just nail nail something big. Because it kind of that's the marketing secret, isn't it, Taki? That you don't hear people talk about very often. It's for most marketers, the whole game is to try and find one thing that converts. As soon as you find that thing, the thing that, yeah. that you've got to recognize. Well, hang on, I've just dug into gold here. I'm going to stop digging in those other mines and just bring all my equipment to this mine and go for it. Exactly. That's completely right. One of my clients was having trouble switching off over Christmas and uh, he's just you know, posted a message into, our, into the community saying, you know, <laughs> that'd be your fault because you send emails out telling us to get customers. No, I Christmas. say to get customers before Christmas and then have a good break. <laughs> anyway, so he's there working and he's in the States and, and obviously here in Australia and New Zealand, the, you know, things quieten down significantly for most businesses over Christmas, not everywhere, but certainly down here. And he was in the States, so he's in a you know, different world and he's, he goes, how do you shut your brain off? I'm kind of on a roll. And one of our other members says, you know, when you ride it, when you, you know, catch... When the waves are good, ride them all the way to the shore, which is just yeah, great yeah. advice. Anyway, so I think my take on this is you know, my kind of emphasis on cutting down and focusing on one is probably more than most. I mean, I've got six kids, a bunch of you know, craziness going on kind of medically with, you know, with Ethan and stuff, and I just don't have the same bandwidth that, you know, that some people do. So for me, my default position is no to any new thing and we're going to do one thing and we're going to smash it. You know, that's easier for my brain to handle. And so I've got a bias in that direction whereas some other people might go, let's do five, six, seven. Anyway, so back to Marcus. So I'm having our initial session with, you know, when somebody starts, we do a, you know, a strategic game plan and we work out, so, you know, what does this business need to look like? You know, where are you now? What are the goals? How do we get you there? And kind of what does is, what is 12 months look like? So then what does six months look like? So then what does, you know, the first quarter and first month look like? And we're, we're focusing on something that actually was inspired by our mate, Clay Collins, who runs Lead Pages. And I had a conversation with him two or three years ago that inspired this idea. And he said, the, in his experience, the secret to making, you know, to getting to a million, so it's not adding another million if you're already doing it, but the secret to getting to, you know, first million is to narrow focus and do, you know, one thing 
really well. And we, he broke it down into five key areas, which kind of stuck with me. And you know, with thanks to Clay, I, I think this is the kind of the one of the most helpful frameworks that that we use, and it's certainly been really useful for Marcus. So uh, it's called the five ones. What we do is we focus down and we kind of we break your business down into you know four or five key areas and and just pick one thing for each rather than doing six or seven things. So most people have six, you know a, a few different kinds of avatar or, or clients that they help, a few different products that they sell, a few different ways they convert prospects into clients, and a few different ways to get leads. and And the problem with that is you never do any of them enough and improve them enough to get good enough to get the results you're after. Does that make sense? Yeah, you you um, thin slicing and you're going one inch deep, a mile wide instead of one inch wide and a mile deep. Exactly. So if you want to be, you know, great in a coaching space or in an online marketing space, you're going to need to master traffic and master conversion. Have a really great product, and to you know to master anything, you've got to do it more than once. You've got to do it and review it and improve it and do it and review it and improve it. And so if you if you're doing you know, six or seven this is, and, you know, and then your shiny object over here and then your shiny object over there. You never do any of them enough times to get good and I think that's a real danger. So the five ones that I walked through with Marcus was we, we got clear about five things. So if you're kind of taking notes, just make a, col- uh, make a little table, two columns, uh, five rows and on the left, I want you to write down these words. So the, the top, top left cell, if you're a spreadsheet dude, is person. So, you know, it's like one target market is we want. So we want one person. And uh, I'll come back and revisit these in a second. But we want one person. Underneath that, we want to sell one product, not seven different things. But if you, you know, if you, if you want to get to a million bucks, for me, the easiest way has been: let's have one target market, one person that that we love, one product that we can look a prospect in the eye and know that this is going to help them get the results they're after. You know, something that you kind of passionately stand behind and and you know bet the farm on. Number three, you want one conversion tool. You know, one way to convert prospects into clients consistently. Number four, you want one traffic source. You know, I know lots of people think, well, that's dangerous. No, 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 dude. It's great. It's a starting technique just to frame this, you said. Yeah, exactly right. And so in my business now and in yours, certainly, we have multiple conversion tools, multiple traffic sources. You have several products. I've got, you know, effectively one and there's a second about to be launched. But to get to the million dollars, it's let's do one. Um, So it's one person, one product, one conversion tool, one traffic source. And then I'll come back and visit the fifth one in just a second. But so far, James, any kind of thoughts, comments, ideas? Is this making sense? No, it's it's basically getting you the simplest path to the result. And you know, as long as you've got the context that this is a starting route and that later there'll be iterations, yep. you know, you're going to add in protection. You'll have a second column, right? Yeah. And third or whatever. But we're talking about I think I think the, the overall thing is we're not trying to market a whole bunch of different things at the same time i just what we're doing you know is we're actually creating an honesty system because it's much easier when you've got less variables to say am i doing this yes or no and you can't hide from this no that's exactly what it is it's easy to hide when you've got a lot of stuff and you can talk about all the stuff you're gonna do and you're doing and you've got in process and you're still working on and you're just about to do, do it's it's all comfort talk that gets nothing gets no result yeah it's the difference Totally, man. A hundred percent. I haven't even thought this of this. This is on or off. Yeah, this is on or off. One of my mentors said, it's, everything comes down to yes or no. If you only have a few variables and you could say yes to all of them, you're probably going to be successful. hundred percent. Love that. So let's kind of just dig into this framework really quickly because the framework we use is these five ones. And so you want one person 
that you, you know, that you love, to be honest. I mean, passion is important to varying degrees to different people. But for me, I really, it's really important to do work with people that you care about and you want to help. So it's like, who do you want to be a hero to? So it's one person and one problem. That's that box. Secondly, we're going to, uh, we need one product. And so we're going to make, you know, a single promise. And that we want to, we want to build a product that you can stand behind, that you kind of, you could, if JVs is your, tra- you know, your traffic source, that you can look a JV partner in the eye and say, this thing is amazing and here's why you should get behind it. If it's, you know, if you're selling it one-on-one, you need to, you need to know that your thing is going to help people get results. That, you know, there's nothing worse than, than trying to sell something that you're not fully sold on. And so we just want one product that you love, you know, that you know is going to, you can look a prospect in the eye and say, this thing is going to help you get the results you're after. And then we want one conversion tool that consistently converts, you know, one way to convert prospects into clients. On the traffic source, uh, traffic side of things, we want you know one traffic source that we can scale. And so, traffic source doesn't mean Facebook ads, but you know, Facebook ads would be part of, say, pay per click. So maybe it's partnership, maybe it's content marketing or authority marketing, maybe it's you know, maybe it's you know JV or or paid. But we want one traffic source that we can scale up. And when we've got those four things, you know, one person, one product, one conversion tool, one traffic source. Now we've got the makings of a really good focused. Yeah, focus business. And so the only thing left then is the fifth one. And the fifth one is the answer, I think, to bright, shiny object syndrome. And the fifth one is, you know, we've got one person, one product, one conversion tool, one traffic source. Next, we want one year. And what focusing on those four things for a year lets you do is it lets you sharpen and tweak and finesse and improve and get, you know, world-class, seriously badass good at understanding your person, making a great product, you know, mastering your webinar or your one-on-one strategy session or your live event, if that's how you convert, amping up the traffic. And if you sharpen for a year, you get exception. you know, if you're smart about it, you get exceptionally good. You know, the end result of those five ones is a million bucks. What if the one thing you pick is not right? Someone might be thinking. Yeah, perfect. So I think we go through phases. We go broad and then we go narrow. So you said this is a you know, add, this is a starting strategy, and when you grow, then we can add more. So it typically goes, I think it goes wide, then it goes narrow, and then it'll widen up again. So it usually goes wide when we're trying some things out and getting some traction. But honestly, that's like a, a month or two's worth of work to try a few different things. You know, you can send some emails, you can try to sell some stuff, and people buy it, then we kind of, we know we're on, to, on the right track. So then we go broad, try a few things. As soon as we've got some... <gasps> senses that you know the wind is blowing in that direction or things are right then we can narrow back down and just make it all work right so basically we just we if we were shining a torch on each box as we go down we we try the person and so we basically set all of our default positions and then we try the person we shuffle around different people till we get a bite and then we try different product offers until we get a bite and then we try different conversion till we get a bite and different traffic do we get a bite in different time period if it's working? Something like that? Yeah, something like that. I think the, the person and the problem and product, you know, the, you know, the first two, person and product, are, are easy. If we, if we find someone who's got a problem, this is what we talked about in last week's episode, you know, find somebody with a problem and sell them a solution, right? The moment you, you've got a market that you like, that you understand their, their issues, it's really, the next step is just like, what could we give these people that would be a dream come true for them? How can we help them get the result they're after? As soon as that's working, then the rest is just tweaking. What's the conversion tool that usually makes sense for that? What's a traffic source that makes sense? So once we've got the person, uh, you know, like a, a person with a problem and make a promise, then I think, you know, for, in my experience in doing this one-on-one with clients is that the rest kind of pops really, really easily at the moment we know who we're after and what the problem is. Then it's obvious, like that kind of person, well, they're, they're not on Facebook. We're going to have to go through them this way. 
or they, they like to be online or they don't. And so the rest kind of fall quickly once we get the first one right. Exactly. Well, it's, it's a nice, simple recipe. So tell me what happened. Do you, you got some results? Yeah, super easy. So we did the five ones. And basically he culled, yeah, he went from you know, five or six or seven you know, different offerings for different people. And we, he just kind of picked the one thing that he's most excited about that people love that gets them results and killed the rest. You know, he pruned, right? Kill off your darlings. Kill, <laughs> sure. <laughs> I'm not sure what that means, but I'm sure that's… It's a movie yeah, right? and it's about, you know, you've got to sometimes… You probably sometimes got to let go of things that have some sentimental value and that that are good, but they're just not the the best. Totally. And even if you if you're freaked out about killing them, don't kill them. Just kind of pause put them, them to the side. Yeah, put them to yeah. the side and come back to them later. Wait, which you never will. Which you never will. Basically, <laughs> you're killing them softly, right? <laughs> when I forget to do things that are even working, I remember one year I forgot to email my email list to invite them to my live event. <laughs> Yeah, that's that's, <laughs> it's funny. It, you know, it happens to all of us. Yeah, so what you're doing when you kill off your darlings is you don't want to kill them, just put them in the garage because, you know, once something goes into the garage, it never comes back out, right? The next step <laughs> is the rubbish bin. So just put it in the garage for a bit. In his case, he focused on a community that he, yeah, that he had a background in, had a, a really good relationship with and some, some moves, some skills around and put together a, uh, you know, a mentoring program or a mastermind. So his, his person was clear from his past. The product was, you know, the very best service he could do is to, number one, help these guys get clients and number two, help them, you know, run a practice that, you know, grow a practice that served them, not just, you know, them serving the practice. Uh, the conversion tool that he chose was his, his great life. He's got, he's amazing from stage. He's just got moves, you know, he's, he does some magic and he found webinars didn't really fit his, his style because he couldn't read people the way he, he likes to read people. So that was his conversion tool. And, you know, and he's gone to traffic source. So here's what happened. He's mm-hmm. got one thing now. He's got, you know, very, very, very little stress. Certainly none of the angst from having all of these different moving parts that weren't working. He's now the leader of his community. He's stepped into this leadership role. People love to follow what he's doing. He feels like he's in his sweet spot, kind of hitting his strides. They did their very first, um, actually, for, I don't know, I'm not quite sure why, but he did his first gig over in Canada, in Toronto, where, you know, where I just got back from. And 120 grand from his first, you know, first little workshop, and now he's just done the same thing here in Melbourne where he lives, and he's he's got a roadshow coming up. So events are totally working for him, and so he's no stress, money's up, leading a community. He's opened up international, and he's going to feels like he's kind of finally, you know, making money, getting momentum, and doing it right. Beautiful, yeah, and, and I bet cool. you he's getting more confidence, which feeds into everything he does. Yeah, feeds everything else. It completely does. So he just feels like he's kind of in a, in in his groove you know doing it right and uh just in flow yeah proud as punch and really grateful for the help nice so yeah can anyone else do this that's really the actionable section yeah i think anyone else can do this all we need to do is if you're in overwhelm right now we just need to kind of color down and just make some simple decisions around the five ones who's my person who's my product what's my conversion tool? what's my traffic source and the moment you feel like you're getting traction, then we'll add in the one year and you can sharpen and, and prove it from there. But we don't want to be running around from shiny object to shiny object. It seems such, it's such an easy thing to roll off the tongue. But the first thing someone's going to do after listening to this podcast is dive into their inbox. Let's try. And they'll be off. It's like, oh, what's this? Oh, you know, Easy Rich's special app that's, you know, does stuff on it. Like, we've got to be disciplined about Dude, this. Yeah. Really got to be disciplined. Yeah. So, I, yeah, one of the, like, this is a, a side note rant. Both you and I like to be the people sending the emails, not the guys receiving the emails. Yeah. One makes money, one spends money. Exactly. It's like, you know, do you want to be the dude 
in the back of the room buying stuff or do you want to be the person at the front of the room teaching stuff, selling stuff? You want to be that guy as much as you possibly can, right? So same thing in your email. You want to be the person sending the stuff, not receiving it. So if you're on a bunch of lists, unsubscribe. Like, dude, if you get stuff from me or James and it's not helpful, delete it. You know, you're listening to this, so it's probably not the case, but, you know, get it out of your life. Set up a, se- a separate email address that you run from or, you know, unsubscribe from the rest. Get some help with this. So I know, James, one of the things you do with people when they first start and certainly one of the things that we do inside Black Belt is, you know, if you're having trouble figuring out what your five ones should be, then talk to someone who does this for a living every single day. Yeah, what you'll find is there's definitely benchmarks for what's already proven and works in the specific industries for specific products. So Yeah, and so you don't have to be a genius to be you or me. You just have to have done it a couple of hundred times each. Exactly. Once you've got, once you've got that many members, you've been doing it for that many years, you can yeah. go straight for the money. There's hardly any question that either of us could be asked where we don't have some context for previous performance or someone who we could reach out to within – a, a, a quick message to get yeah. some intel. So go with what's already working. I mean, it's it's already out there. We just got to find it or know about it. Secondly, it is something that I do is I actually put all of the opportunities through some kind of a scoring system mm-hmm. to work out. It's kind of like a contest between your own business divisions to see who wins and who loses. It's like a little hunger games for <laughs> your business models. And I look at things such as the preferences of, of my student. Do they want to make a cash cow from this and put in the hard yards? Do they want it to, to do they want to be at arm's length and to sell it off and not be personally tied to it do they love it do they hate it do, is there a competitive advantage in this model for them versus other things they've got so we look for the obvious wins the one that's just makes the most sense and one of the best tools i've found is scoring their business models by an effective hourly rate per business yep, model exactly sometimes they realize you know lo and behold uh, they're selling a website to a customer is making them a $3 an hour website developer <laughs> versus helping someone grow their business for a, a coaching. Some might make them a $1,500 an hour coach. I know which one I'd prefer to be doing. Yeah, exactly right. That's totally right. So lessons, really simple. If you feel like you've got too much going on or too much in your head, the rule is we're going to prune, right? So we're going to walk through the five ones and just start with, you know, start from the top and work down. The reason one year is at the end, not at the start, is because it presupposes that we feel like we're in the right direction with the other stuff. Once you've pruned, then bring your best to it. You know, you're going to be around, you know, God willing, for the next 12 months. Let's make the next 12 months count, right? So if that's the case, let's pick a, pick a client, a, a person that you actually really care about and you want to help. Let's pick a product that you can be world-class at. Build a conversion tool that works, you know, a one-on-one session that rocks like we talked about in episode one or a webinar like we've talked about a bunch or a live event that we've chatted about here as well. But just once you've locked these in, then bring your best to it. Work with, you know, work with clients you love, do stuff that you really want to do and just make your business a little bit epic. I think that's the, that's the secret. And if you do the five ones, you get rid of complexity and you put the simple back in. You, you know, something really interesting about this is that mm. my first successful business model it was all about ones. <laughs> you know, if we go down that list, it's almost eerie. But I had one person who was buying this website building software. Predominantly, mm-hmm. it was like a 50-something-year-old work, you know, retiree slash at-home person. 
the mm-hmm. product was one product. I, I generated my first $100,000 selling one product as an affiliate, which was website building software. Yep. Conversion was my affiliate website that had reviews and a bonus. And then my traffic was forums. I was just populating forums with answers, leading people back to my site with the signature link. And I, I literally did do that for the first 18 months and until I started scaling out different methods and then adding a second business model. Totally. And so it's good to add the second thing um, from a position of strength, I think. If- but I think when people look at my business now, they could easily go to my website, see a, you know, a bunch of different products and services and think that that's how I started. That's but, the big difference. At, yeah, you know, it's- I was learning every – I actually learned every single aspect from sales copy to creating my own pictures to article writing and um, copywriting, every, every single – aspect of that business i had to learn and master my my disciplines like the you know six ninja moves or whatever before i went to battle yep but then when i applied it to other business models i was able to harvest results really quickly because i was working off my own database of what works exactly yeah so the the five ones is like a I don't, uh, if people go to salesmarketingprofit.com uh you'll be able to Download the you know the the notes for this case study, and you'll see a little drawing I I drew on the left hand side. Uh, you know the orange triangles. It's kind of like a spearhead. What what it allows you to do is kind of punch through with something really short and focused. You know, really really uh, pointy. And then as you get traction with this, then you can broaden out. If you want to add, yeah, you know, you'll notice that five degrees you know five degrees off to the left or right. There's a second target market that could benefit from this, uh, or a second product you can sell to these people, or another conversion tool, and you can add. Uh, width, but we've got to start off. You know, the, the way you get momentum about this stuff is by narrowing it down, not by broadening it out. Yeah, and, and on the whole pruning thing, it's, I mean, it works in nature. It's, it's such a great metaphor. It does. Yeah, you, you cut back and simplify to grow. I walked out one morning and then my neighbor had just hacked all my roses back to stumps and I thought I'd pissed him off. I thought I'd been vandalized actually. And he goes, oh, I, I pruned your roses. I'm like, what? You did what? You don't like me? What's going on? And he goes, no, no, they grow back strong. Yeah. He, see, all the energy is going to these dead buds and, and the, the flowers that are, you know, have passed their prime and they're not going to do any good and they're taking all that nutrient in the water from the soil and wasting it. Mate, I love this metaphor, but this is a side to you I didn't know. And when he pruned it back, (laughs) man, they came back so strong that I've never seen roses like this. And these Italians, they know what they're doing with their rose bushes. But it was shocking how hard he pruned it. Like, I was... Yeah, because, I mean, it's the perfect metaphor. So what you do is if you prune off all of the... The branches, you're left with the trunk, and the trunk looks a lot like one thing. It does look a lot like one thing, and it sends all that love and energy to just, you know, yes. the brand From new the- fertile area. And the, the, there was less roses than, the, you know, I had, I had new roses and old roses and buds and you know, leaves, and just they were bushy but not that effective. Best, now yeah. they were just stunning. They were the best roses, man. <laughs> Dude, I'm, I'm killing you. <laughs> I can't believe James Ramco. Uh, Cares that much about roses, mate. But I'm stoked that you do, mate. I'm, I'm. There's something about things that you grow yourself that you take yeah, pride totally in, and, and that's what we're doing with businesses now. And and you prune your business. I'm always pruning and trimming and cutting. I've managed to halve my server costs last year, and then halve it again this year. You know, by constantly pruning and trimming and adjusting and optimizing things that are working and getting rid of stuff that's no longer at its prime. Yep. Yeah. Exactly. We made some tough decisions about stuff like that. You know, things that we were delivering to clients that we, uh, at the time, seemed like great ideas that didn't help as much as we wanted to, dead. 
I'm doing yeah. it right now in my own community. I'm just trimming posts, um, pruning back sections, uh, looking at what people have responded with right. and growing those and putting more focus on that and removing anything that's a distraction or a noise. Yeah, love it. Dude, this is cool. Thank you. Yeah, I think you've kind of added to a case study and enriched it a lot. So the lessons are really simple. We'll call that fertilizer. <laughs> that's, that's a way better word. <laughs> yep, that's great. Yeah. It's, uh, it's not that far removed from bullshit, but it's pretty effective, <laughs> right? Exactly so, right. Taki, great to catch up again. It's always such fun to talk about real life case studies. This is uh, this has been about Marcus, and the the key lesson here is if you were to put your focus on less steps, then you're going to get a pretty clear, honest. Uh, pathway to success faster more profitable and it's actually you know frankly it's less stressful and and overwhelming to focus on less things and we're we're both we're both want to be minimalists at heart i think (laughs) it's just the entrepreneurial temptation to keep adding and exploring and and uh needing to maintain our interests but let's just sometimes just push through on the on the simple stuff you'll get the results exactly right mate um I'm looking forward to two things. I'm looking forward to kind of hanging out with you uh, in Manly at Superfast Business. Ten? Number ten? Is that right? Ten years? Yeah, this is the tenth big event. It's not quite the tenth year. I did a couple in the same year back in the back in the day, but I do one a year now. The tenth gig. Yeah. Yeah. Tenth big gig. So it's going to be killer. I was at last year's, lucky enough to you know get a, a gong to speak and and. Uh, it was a great. I was amazed at the caliber of people in the room and on, at the front. So stoked to be part of that again. And uh, if we just go to, I'm guessing Superfast Business Live, is that right? Yeah, superfastbusiness.com forward slash live. Perfect. I, I yeah. knew I wasn't right, but it was something like that. But if you happen to be listening to this in five years, if sales marketing profit has been a classic, That's then right. a classic. you can probably you can probably get the recordings inside the community. Yeah, at some you point. totally can. So, <laughs> but I'm looking forward to what you're going to be sharing there as well, because you you're all killer no filler, and and I expect huge things from you, Taki. Thanks, man. I will, I will deliver. I promise. So, superfastbusiness.com/slash live. Go there, check out James' event. I'm speaking. A bunch of other dudes are speaking. You should check it out. If you're a coach or a consultant, milliondollarcoachintensive.com. I'm going to be in Sydney and New York soon. So, if you're on the east coast of the states, be fun to hang out. The multinational. Bam. There we are. Dude, this has been fun. I can't wait to hear your next case study next week. Thanks for bringing it again, and uh, I'll talk to you soon. Thanks, buddy. Take care. See you, man. Bye. You're listening to SMP with James Schramko and Talkie Moore. Visit salesmarketingprofit.com.